Gospel Message. Today's Gospel Message is entitled, The God Who Sees Me. And the reference passage is from Genesis chapter 16. And I will read from verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. And Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, and it shall not be numbered for a multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Verse 13. And she called the name of the and she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Bir Lahai Roi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So what I found beautiful about this passage was that after Hagar fled into the wilderness, when her, her mistress had, had driven her away or had dealt harshly with her, which led to her, you know, being driven away, she, she was approached by the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord told her to go back to her mistress and submit to her. And then the Lord promised her, gave her a promise through her son. So what 
we also know is that she she was in great distress. She was in great distress over everything that was going on. Her having to go into her mistress's husband and become his wife. Then she started to despise her mistress. Then her mistress sent her away. And here she was now pregnant in the wilderness, just in great distress. And it was at that point that the Lord's angel appeared to her. And after the dialogue with the angel of the Lord, she said, she, in verse 13, I'll read it in the NIV translation because I just think that's a little easier to understand in this, in this instance. It says, she gave this name to the Lord. She gave this name to the Lord. You are the God who sees me. So she was in anguish in the desert and based on her anguish, we don't know whether she prayed or not. It doesn't really say, but because the Lord had ordained this thing that happened, her going into Abram or going unto Abram at the request of her mistress. So she was being obedient. Now the scripture does tell us that she, she despised her mistress, which probably was not the right thing to do, but hey, human nature being human nature, she said, hey, I can give our husband now something that you cannot give him. And so she scorned her. She scorned her mistress to which her mistress took great offense and, and, and was permitted to drive her away. So one can infer that her distress was great in the wilderness. And then perhaps she called on the Lord. Maybe she didn't, but either way, the Lord sent an angel to her. The Lord saw her distress and sent the angel to her. So in her amazement, after this encounter with the angel, she gave, she called upon the God of Sarai or the God of Abram, but she called upon God in the context that he met her in the, in the, in the place. And when I say place, I'm not even talking about the physical place, I'm talking about where she was, where her, her, her state was. And that was where God met her. Her, I don't know if you've ever had a situation where you've been burdened with something. You've had this issue that you just really wanted to talk to somebody about. And let's say you found somebody or you decided upon somebody and you talk to that person about this incident or whatever it is that's bothering you. But yet after the entire conversation and when you just go into such great detail about whatever is causing you distress or whatever is causing you anguish and you pour your heart out to this person and you just explain everything. And then the person comes back with a response that makes it so clear that they missed the mark by a mile. And then you find yourself so disappointed or so flabbergasted. Like, how could I have said everything that I said to you? And this is what you got from it. And you almost feel even worse for having shared your anguish with someone who just didn't get it. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it's definitely happened to me. So the opposite of that was what happened here, where she didn't even say anything to anyone. In her heart, in her soul, in her body, she had this anguish, she had this distress, and she was alone in that wilderness. There was nobody there with her. But God, seeing her, knowing her anguish, knowing her pain, 
And also so that his will could be fulfilled, he saw her pain and sent the angel there to comfort her, to give her words of comfort. The angel encouraged her, said, go back to your mistress. So go back to that place of suffering. I know you're suffering there, but go back. Go back. And and the, it, it's just so obvious that the message and the way the message was presented, plus all the promises that were prophesied, just gave Hagar the strength and the ability to go back. But God saw her anguish. He saw her suffering without her even having to say a word. And he came and met her there at her point of need. And so she gave God that name, the God who sees me. And in Hebrew, that name is El Roi. El Roi, the God who sees me. It's one of the names of God. El Roi, the God who sees me. That was how she now referred to this God. That was how she knew God as the God who saw her anguish and came and met her at her point of anguish. So I just find this such an encouraging passage for when we're suffering, when we're going through things that other people just don't get. You can't share it with someone. And even if you do share it with someone, there's a high possibility that they will not be able to relate to it in the way that you see it, in the way that you feel it, in the way that you are going through it. But the beauty of our God is that he sees us. He sees every single thing about us and whatever our anguish is, whatever our distress is, whatever our pain is, whatever our heartache is or whatever the cause of it is, where human beings often fail us and they will fail, God sees us. He sees our anguish. He sees our distress. He sees our pain. He sees our suffering. He sees our heartache. He sees our tears. He can count every drop. He knows the number of them. This is how awesome this God is that we serve. So whenever we are going through a hard time, never go through that hard time like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because if we are walking in him, we are seeking after him. If we are walking in obedience to him in one way or another, and even sometimes when we're not, Because again, he is a God of mercy. He's a God of favor. And he's the one who gives grace. He sees us. He sees us wherever we are, whatever we're going through. So because we are his, we are his children. We are the followers of Jesus Christ. We are Christians. Let us now move with confidence and in the assurance of This God sees me. His name is El Roi, the God who sees me. There is nothing I can be going through that my God does not know, that my God does not see, that my God does not understand, and that my God cannot fix if it is his will to fix it. Remember, he sent Hagar back to her mistress. He said, return unto her. Sometimes the Lord will allow us to go through that suffering because it is in accordance with his greater purpose, with his greater will. So just because God does not take us out of the suffering does not mean that he doesn't see us in that suffering. He is El Roi, the God 
who sees me, the God who sees you. So in your suffering, brethren, just remain faithful. Rest on the assurance. Build your house on the rock that my God sees me. He is El Roy, the God who sees me. Remain faithful. Remain obedient. Walk in his ways. Walk after his spirit. And the God who sees me, the God who sees you, the God who sees us, will give succor at his perfect time. He's already promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he understands problems without us having to explain everything or anything. He just wants us to worship him and be faithful to him. So as he assured Hagar, an Egyptian who was not even his follower, how much more will he do for us Christians, co-heirs with Christ, sons of God. For those who walk after his spirit, they are the sons of God. How much more will he do for us if we just rest on and operate on the assurance that he is El Roy, the God who sees us. And we pray that he continue to strengthen our faith and help our unbelief. And in those times when we are tempted to doubt, let us remember who he is. Let us remember his name, El Roy, the God who sees me. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.